San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 1033 FM. Laying down the law. Laying down the law. With Steve Foster, Rod Chico Tanner, and Ryan Willett. Good morning, good morning. It is a Selection Sunday edition of Laying Down the Law, March Madness. I'm your host, Steve Foster, alongside Chris Fernandez. Chris, it's also a Daylight Savings Time Sunday. Brother, that one hour, how does it make such an impact? It's like, I guess, on a football field, one guy doing the wrong thing can screw up the whole play. That's right. That's right. And that one hour is really, it's affecting both of us this morning. It, it is. Uh, I had the honor and privilege to uh, attend a wedding for some of my college teammates' kids. So that was like the old home weekend reunion and did a little up and back for support uh, yesterday. And so... That was crazy in itself, and then uh, working through daylight savings time, although it's one hour. One hour, and it, it feels like two, maybe three. It is, I felt like no no more than I closed my eyes, the alarm went off to get up. And uh, I had the I had the opportunity to have, uh, have dinner with one of our sponsors yesterday, so had a little evening out with him and his, his wife. Well, who was the sponsor? John Hernando with... Uh, uh, Instago Global Logistics. Uh, so he's everywhere. He's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> if you have issues and you need things moved globally, Instago is where, where it's at. InstagoGL.com. Our guys and gals uh, moving things admirably across the globe, around the world, all that good stuff. Um, locally, we still have basketball to be played before. And, and we will get the link for our March Madness tournament. People have been texting and saying make sure we get the link so immediately after the show. Although the selection show, you know, is later on uh, in the day. Uh, the, the UT men's basketball team is in. Okay? So they're in. However, the Texas A&M men's basketball team playing for an SEC championship. Uh, tournament championship uh, thought they were going to face Kentucky but they're going to face the former UT coach and current UT coach <laughs> we'll play on on words on there uh, you go from uh, Davy Crockett and all the guys from Tennessee <laughs> over to Sam Houston and all the folks at Texas but it's Rick Barnes who went from Texas to Tennessee and he will be facing uh, the Fighting Texas Aggies at noon. Then on the women's side, we do have UT still playing. It's going to be 
three seed UT against one seed Baylor for the Big 12 championship. I um, think that's going to be a good game. It, you know, uh, the UT women are in as well, and so they'll be headed to March Madness. Uh, but they have an opportunity to win a championship. And, uh, you know, a stark difference uh, from – and we'll get a chance to talk about that in this first hour because uh, the men go out to TCU in the first round and the women still moving and grooving. Uh, also, uh, the UT men's baseball team, when you know, when you're one in the country, you have that bullseye on you. They split with Texas State. And Texas State got them on the road and UT – Got Texas State on the road. So that's the I-35 challenge, uh, so to speak. That's always a good series between those two teams, too. Every, every year when they play, you, you can expect some good baseball. Well, you know, you had a 12-1, and one, now 13-2 and two team, and number one in the country at 10-3 team, now 11, I think 11-3, uh, something to that effect in, in Texas State. A lot of good baseball played in Texas. You know, we look at one particular sport when uh, you, you talk about Texas. However, there are athletes that come from a variety of sports in Texas. So you cannot discount any other major or minor. You know, I mean, I don't think per se track is minor, especially when you have gold medalists and Olympians and things like that coming from uh, the great state of Texas. Nonetheless, uh, the focal point, uh, tends to be a lot on football. Should it be? Yeah, football is king in Texas. You know that. <laughs> it starts in, in Pop Warner and, and, and moves up from there. Uh, and, and I think it always will be. And But you, you're right. I mean, we, Chico we do. Chico would say youth football, youth considering football. that uh, there are ma- many Correct. Leagues. And Chico, I apologize for that. Yes, for youth football. <laughs> and uh, – and, uh, but like you said, you know, we, we, we put out a lot of good athletes in, in, in almost every sport. And men and women. Absolutely. You know, that's the Absolutely. other thing. It's not just a male-dominated state when it comes to the state of Texas. And, what again, the UT women are playing in the championship, not the men. Right. The men had a, didn't, didn't, had, didn't fare too well down the stretch. Did you see – have you seen, you know – um, I, I'm looking at, at two different, you know, still my, my squad from the East, Princeton playing in the championship game uh, today as well to see uh, about the auto bid. But do we not put enough emphasis on the season champion? You know, you, you have these auto bids, Chris, but why should it just be the fact that, you know, Chico telling us, thank you, Chris. <laughs> hey. Chico, I'm the one that noticed the fact that. Uh, no, Chico, you don't need to thank him. Just I appreciate it. I got yeah, you covered. Okay, buddy. there we go. I Let's got leave, you covered. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no need to thank you. You know, I don't get an assist even in basketball season. Not, Chris, yeah. I don't even get the assist. You are not the Magic Johnson of the radio today. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I think I. I'll give it to you. I think, this, you the I think the statistician wrote it down, even though you did not want to give it to me. That's fine. I understand. It deep seated. It's forty years of relationship. That's okay because we've been competing since we were able to buy a thirty-nine cent big gulp That's at Seven right. Eleven. What about Coach Greg Popovich? Now the all-time winningest NBA coach. 
You know, when you, you have a coach from, from Texas, you know, right down the road in San Antonio, I think it's awesome. And congratulations to him. Congratulations, congratulations to the Spurs. Um, you just, know, they were losing to the Jazz. Yes, they were. You know, I looked on the bottom line. I was like 81-66 or something like that. And I was like, uh, oh, man, Pop's not going to get the record tonight yet. Oh, man. But they're at the AT&T. They're at home. Yeah. The Jazz yeah. is a good team. And you know, oh, yeah. and, and, and the thing is, with the Spurs, they have a great nucleus. I think they just have to get those finishes, you know. In so many games, um, finishing, finishing is – is Yeah, you, you, you can go into a game and, and play three quarters. Three and three-thirds and quarters. And if you don't finish that game, you'll lose it. Well, buzzer beaters already oh, had yeah, buzzer yeah. beaters to go to the tournament already, and, and and to, you know, discount any of that right now. I don't know who's the clear cut. Uh, you know, is it a Gonzaga? Well, you know, is we, it you know Baylor? Are they going to bounce back? Is it we talked Kansas? about it a couple weeks now, ago? Now Kansas Steve. is looking good now. Yeah, Kansas is starting to you know get a little swagger. You know, like we talked. Don't don't do don't do that again. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, and 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 I think the field's wide open still, Steve. It's going to be an interesting tournament, and and uh, so so we're trying to give you a little hint. Just don't take the standard team that's a higher seed per se. Is that what you're trying to get to the uh, friends and family out there listening? You know, and the the uncles that might be you know talking to the tios. Yeah, tios. Because it, it the field is is. There's a feel feel in the field this this year. A feel in the field. It's, okay, say that three it, times real right. quick. <laughs> it just seems to be wide open. You 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 even in the tournaments, you're seeing teams win that you thought, hmm, and they're and they're winning. So, but should the tournament champion determine if I'm like like Texas State? They were the league champion. They lose in the quarterfinals, but now they're probably going to go to the NIT. I was talking to Brant Freeman, and happy birthday again to him voice of the texas state bobcats my main man be free and he says yeah definitely nit well but they were the, they were the sunbelt champions they rolled through the season well, they I, lose I, you know two games before the championship and nit it's always interesting how that happens and, and we used to see that a lot back home in el paso where you know the the miners that utep miners would have a decent season not win the tournament and then end up in the NIT. So it's 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 historic. I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, it's it's more. Should it be that way? I mean, that's what I'm asking. Probably not. But but then why? But they play the tournaments because it's cash money, and it brings more to the table. It's exciting, but I think you know some of those regular season champs make it to the tournament, yeah. whether they win or lose. Uh, but I guess they say, well, it gives other teams a chance to get there. That may not. Be. Do you think Texas A&M being in a championship game in in the SEC should they be in? I think they should be in. But I think bracketology, Joe Lenardi, I don't think they have them in yet. Yeah, you you just never know because. Well, like no, you, you don't. No. But <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm asking you, Chris. Chris, reach into your daggum. It's too early. Uh, uh, no, no, no I coffee. No my more. First no, cup of coffee. You, no, no. I need an answer. Should they be in? Yes, they should. Okay. Will they? 
You never know. You never know. All right. Well, we're going to take us. We're going to let Chris do what he needs to do to get himself uh, figured out on a daylight savings slash selection Sunday. We'll figure out how to get the link for our tournament challenge. It's always fun, man. And uh, we'll come back. We'll keep talking college basketball with someone who's been a champ. Uh, when we come back, right here on Laying Down the Law. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dotty Burger Bar. We're back. We're laying down the law. And we're going to go to the phone lines. And uh, we're just going to refer to this gentleman as multi-championship winner, uh, the voice of the San Antonio Sports. It's Carl's dad. Let's do it like that. And uh, we welcome in Bill Shonick. Bill, thank you for taking a moment to acknowledge uh, an all-time milestone and uh, it, it's something that I think couldn't go to a better uh, coach, and you've had that uh, great ride right there at center court. Yeah, it's been quite a ride, Foss. It sure has been. First of all, I didn't realize that you played at Princeton. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay, I grew up a Penn Quaker fan, so I'm sorry. Uh, this, could very con- <laughs> this could be very contentious by the end of the conversation. I'm no afraid. doubt. No uh, doubt. No, no I, I grew up in Philly. I used to take the 36 trolley car, Foss, to Franklin Field and to the Palestra <sighs> to watch the football games and the basketball games. So I grew up a big Ivy League fan. So uh, the, the big rival, of course, was the Princeton Tigers. So uh, yes. that just going throws it back a few years. I got a chance to actually call the game at the Palestra, which was actually oh, wow. pretty cool. Uh, I know folks down here in Texas probably aren't too familiar with that building, but it was built in 1927. Yes. And it's the oldest – it's not the oldest college gym. I think the oldest college gym is actually at Fordham in New York, uh, but it's the game where the most uh, NCAA tournament games have been played, most college games overall have been played um, there, right there on the University of Pennsylvania campus. But but I digress. Uh, we're here <laughs> That's okay. You know what? We we are good. We, we we could talk tasty cakes, butterscotch, crimpets. That's that's all us. We'll do it offline and and have a blast. We 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 started talking about butterscotch crimpets. I gain weight immediately. I, all I have to do is talk about butterscotch crimpets, and about three or four pounds get put on. Uh, but you're going to have to tell uh, me it's what great, a butterscotch it's great delicacy. is. Now it, it was fun the other night. You know, the the, the most fun I think I had uh, was watching the players' reaction. Yes. Uh, and uh, his interaction with the players because they really wanted him to celebrate that. Uh, they didn't want him to be, uh, you know, typical pop and just kind of walk off and wave to the crowd and, you know, go back to the locker room. But uh, they made sure that he celebrated it. And I think DeJounte Murray was a big part of that. Well, you know, I thought the game was lost because I looked in the third quarter and it was 81-66 or something like that. And I said, dang it, Pop's not going to get this all-time winningest win. How do we how do we work this? And lo and behold, uh, as I was channel surfed and came back, uh, we got the dub. And uh, being a Spurs fan, you look for uh, silver linings right now. When this team, this young team, can finish, they'll be 42 and 26, and not 26 and 42. Well, yeah, it's going to take a little while because there's still some guys learning out there. Um, you know, last night they rested some guys, so they had a cold, whole different lineup. A lot of guys hadn't played together, uh, so it is going to take a while. But the, the good news is that the future is bright. With the deals they made at the trade deadline, they've got a bunch of salary cap space. And they've got three draft picks, it looks like, in the first round. So, um, you know, they'll be able to complement the young players they already have in the program. They're clearly building for the future. 
uh, no doubt uh, Coach Pop is a Hall of Fame coach. Being the fact of where you are in your vantage point, what's the one thing you really appreciate that people may not know about this interesting and Hall of Fame to be coach? Well, I think he's a guy that uh, really strives on relationships. If you look throughout the league, there are a bunch of guys that either coached for Pop or played for Pop or served as an assistant GM under Pop that are now in really good positions around the league. Yeah, Malik Rose, I'll give you a good example. Malik is now the president or vice president for basketball operations for the G League, uh, which is a good position. Sean Marks is the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets. These guys, you know, played for Pop, and then uh, they stayed with the organization. Now, Malik went away, but, uh, you know, they, they kind of learned from him and organization and different skills. And, of course, the coaches, we can go on and on. The, the, the coach that he right. broke the record against, Quinn Snyder, for three years was the coach of the Austin Toros. Yes. Back when the Austin Spurs were known as the Toros. So, uh, Taylor Jenkins, who could very well get coach of the year in the NBA this year with the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, he coached the Austin Toros or Austin Spurs, right. too, for a while. Right. So, uh, anyway, they're all throughout the league. The guy that won the championship last year, Mike Budenholzer, was an assistant for 19 years. Uh, so, we, we, we've we seen success. He made a dunker with the Boston Celtics. Um, yeah, the list goes on and on. Exactly. Talking with Bill Shonick, the voice. Carl's dad. His, uh, Carl does our midday show Monday through Friday. Um before we let you go, because I know time is, is short, uh, what could uh, the takeaway be from this season uh, with regards to looking to the future? It's great to have DeJounte Murray as an NBA All-Star, uh, but as you said, um, there's going to be more to come as this team is young. I think the uh, added experience for guys like Josh Primo, of course, he played a lot of time in the G League early in the year, and now he has been kind of working his way into the rotation with the Spurs uh, with the parent club, uh, Keldon Johnson is getting a lot of minutes. Devin Vassell, I think, is one guy who's really taking a big step forward. You know, last year as a rookie, it was real tough for the rookies, Trey Jones and Devin Vassell last year, because they really didn't have training camp. Uh, they didn't really have uh, a lot of time in the summer league. Trey got hurt. Uh, so uh, he got hurt before this uh, season. Uh, but I think it was really difficult uh, for those rookies last year. So I think both players have really made positive strides forward. And when you got young guys like that that are, are just going to get better and better, and then you got a new crop coming in, um, I think that bodes well for the future. So this clearly has been a rebuilding year, uh, but uh, I have seen some positives, and I think there's a bright future for some of these guys. And the uh, addition of having a guy like Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili in and around these players, you think that definitely uh, cause and effect in a positive direction as well? Oh, yeah, no, no question about that. Anytime you have a guy uh, with the quality of a Manu Schnobel or a Tim Duncan uh, to kind of show you how they did it or just give you a word of advice, you know, several of the young guys have talked about how Manu will just take them off to the side and, and just talking about life stuff, not even basketball, just, uh, you know, uh, stuff to get through life because these guys are young. You know, they haven't experienced an awful lot, so uh, they rely a little bit on the older folks. They sure do. Bill, well, thank you for your time, man. And we have to sit down offline and figure out that South Philly. You know, my mom and, and, and half of my family's from Jersey and also uh, living in Center City and all that good stuff. So that's why uh, I know uh, that area like you do, because we drove, get this, from El Paso to Jersey every summer. Oh, my goodness. That, that, that is a haul. <laughs> well, well, we'll have to go up to Hoodies and Round Rock and get a cheesesteak. How about that? Sounds great. Absolutely, Bill. Right. Thank you so much. Appreciate all you do. Uh, you know, the voice of the San Antonio Spurs can hear him 
everywhere uh, when the games are on. Appreciate the time today and that background on the winningest NBA coach, our San Antonio Spurs, Coach Greg Popovich. Thank you. Okay, Foss. Go Penn Quakers. <laughs> and, and he says that when my Princeton Tigers are in the championship today playing. But that's okay. No no worries. I appreciate it, my friend. Thanks so much for the time. All right, Foss. Bye-bye Okay. Now. Take care. It, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, when you talk about sports, and even people working in sports, we're all from somewhere. So, yeah. so we're going to have – uh, our hometown influences. You know, uh, El Paso has uh, the Chihuahuas, and they play against the Round Rock Express. And I think that's going to be the opening series. You know, you're torn. You live here now. Yeah. Now nah, I'm not torn. I, I, I got to go for the Express. I've, I've come up with the Express, but I, I love the, the Chihuahuas because, you know. I, well, you and I, when, we, when you really stop and think about it, we didn't come up with the Chihuahuas. No. We came up with the Diablos. So, so. Oh, even before that, the well, Sun Devils. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. So we were a little, little. We were little, little guys. Little fat guys. Yeah. Running around Album Park playing youth football. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm like you, you know. I go watch the Express play, and 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 they're playing the Chihuahuas. I, I'm 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 secretly cheering for both. You know. You can't lose, right? Right. I guess that's one of those can't lose situations. And you know, Greg Popovich, clearly, he can lose, but he hasn't lost. I mean, he's won gold medals. He's won multiple NBA championships, uh, and he's just a real guy. He doesn't sugarcoat a thing, and he will tell you if your question is not so bueno. Uh, yeah, next. Uh. <laughs> you got to appreciate a guy like that, you know? And, 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 and Air Force Academy grad. Uh, there you go. You know, so, you know, and for all you people that hear everybody talk about Patriots, I think he qualifies. Um, he served the country, and so did our dads. Yeah. Both. We have Patriot, we're Patriot families, too. I mean, it's not just a, a team in New England. <laughs> That's right. I was born in the Air Force Hospital, so I, I came out Patriot. I was born in an Army hospital, which is weird, since my dad was in the Air Force. Chico was in the Air Force. Yeah, there you go. So, we heck of a Stars and Stripes coming uh, this July 4th. Just, just tune in. But uh, uh, I, I think Greg Popovich probably wouldn't be the guy that you would think because it's a, not the major L.A., Chicago, New York market. It's San Antonio. That's right. And, you know, it, it's it's a big win for him, absolutely. But for, for, for the city of San Antonio and the state of Texas. We're number you know, one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> when you just look at it, it, it it's a number like one. we told you. you know, that's why I was asking you uh, initially about basketball and football yeah football is king but you know we have the king now uh no all-time winningest coach in the nba and congratulations and to him you know what an love, achievement love love it that yeah. uh you know the spurs because it's not dallas or houston you know what i mean right ah, san antonio baby and uh to to know that all three cities have nba championships san antonio has the most yeah, and it, and it's just awesome, you know. When you talk about it, it's a storied career there, right? You know, he's got he has the gold medals, he has this this achievement that he that he he won yesterday, and 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 yeah, it's just awesome. So uh, it'll be great to. I want to hear the the Hall of Fame speech for Coach when he does that. That will be interesting because of the perspective across basketball and life that he holds, and he's not been. Uh, shy when it comes to 
uh, and I don't I don't want to say race relations. We're, there's only one race. There's a bunch of ethnicities. But, right. But everybody says, you know, what race? And there's only there's a human race. But some people may be Italian. Some people may be Mexican. You want to say Hispanic, Latin, you know, African-American, black, whatever. But th there's only one race. There's a lot of different ethnicities. And, and Pop does not shy away from talking about subjects and topics that truly affect of the society. Uh, sports is a great microcosm, and it teaches you uh, a lot of things like teamwork, discipline, sacrifice, and the like, and how to get along with different segments of the population. Because as you know, Chris, teammates can be <laughs> very interesting people yes, across the board. Oh, yes, they can. And uh, it, it really gets you geared up. Uh, for the workplace and the work environment, it does. You know, and, and we, I, I, I preach that a lot. And a lot of the places, you know, teams that I've coached in the past, and as kids get older, they get to understand it. Some don't, but most of them do. And sports does really, you know, we're playing on a team gets you used to or gets you ready for what you're going to go through in the workplace because it's it's very much the same. Exactly. We're going to step aside and come back with another champion uh, on the college ranks. And uh, it's National Women's Month, and it's uh, also Selection Sunday. So they can explain a, a bunch about the topics at hand. So we're going to step aside. We'll be back. We are laying down the law on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dottie Burger Bar. Laying down the law, Steve Foster alongside Chris Fernandez, and uh, we all have Chico Tanner chiming in shortly. But right now, uh, we'll keep the theme with basketball. We'll go to the collegiate ranks, and it's very rare, especially with so many games uh, like this uh, sport has, to do it with no blemishes. Uh, but we bring in someone who has experienced just that national champion and uh, entrepreneur, businesswoman extraordinaire. It's National Women's Month. It's Selection Sunday. She can check all the boxes. The one and only Hookham's finest, Fran Harris. Fran, good morning and welcome back. <laughs> good morning. Nice. Appreciate that introduction. I need to take you on the road with me. Hey, it's all Thank true. You. you know, it's it's very easy to get excited about the truth and nothing but the truth. And uh, you are <laughs> the truth i remember carl the truth williams and uh, the boxer but uh uh fran harris is the truth i have a cold bottle of oh yeah orange electra for the tip of the ut women's uh, big 12 championship game against baylor today uh i, I really like both universities uh but they don't have mm -hmm. a, a a drink <laughs> you do <laughs> so i gotta drink and you know what? orange is my favorite color um and so i, I feel right at home uh fran let's talk about something that we won't be able to talk about anymore that's the Irwin center uh you did your yeah. thing um you're gonna move uh the uh, activities to the brand new spacious 2022 Moody Center. But tell us, you, Coach Conrad, your your teams uh, in the in the Irwin Center, unbelievable in the 80s national champions. Tell us about 
the 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 venue and then uh, about uh, the tournament and your experience well i mean it was really nostalgic and kind of bittersweet to sit in the irwin center last sunday saturday or sunday when the ut women were playing their final game final home game regular season game in the irwin center and to sit there and to realize that maybe i'm going to have two more opportunities and during the playoffs obviously if we host to sit in that arena that we came in for practice, you know, for most of our practice times that we played all of our home games in for four years. I only lost one game in that building, our team, in four years, Stephen. One game. And I I had to do some research because I was trying to figure (laughs) out, you know, what the streak was and and whatever. So I was asking Chris Plonsky, our media relations person at the time, I said, Chris, verify this for me. I said, I don't remember losing. I know we did because I could count the road games. I said, what was the one game we lost? And Chris Plonsky is one of those people who she's not, she's like a dog with a bone. She is not going to sleep until she gets the answer <laughs> to a media thing. Yes. And so uh, in the middle of the night, I get a text, bing, Georgia, 1983. You know, and I was like, oh, oh my gosh. So you got Herschel Walker. Game. You just got Herschel Walker. That's it. You know, that was one complimentary. You had to give one up. You say, okay, we'll give one to the Heisman Trophy school, and then none of the rest of y'all, so sad. <laughs> Too bad, so sad. Yep. Yeah, crazy. I mean, awesome. Teresa Edwards, who played for Georgia, played on that team. She's a, probably one of the only five-time, if not the only five-time Olympians. So I played with T and on several national teams. Great player, Hall of yeah. Famer. But yeah, we lost to Georgia that year uh, in 1983. One game in four years in the right. Center. So it was a special place for us. Wow. I, I, it's got to be. That is just awesome. And you know, with all the other things that have been in the venue, you know, it's basketball, of course. But because it's that special event center. There's so many things mm-hmm. that have also come. You know, Stevie Wonder, Kanye, uh, Globetrotters, you name it. Uh-huh. All yeah. kinds of, of, of activities. Um, I was sworn in uh, as an attorney with the group. Uh, I did it uh, individually in, in a ceremony with my mom and uh, uh, B County Judge Dig Kimbrough. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also was with the group uh, in the Irwin Center yeah. back in 95. And so it, it does hold a uh, special meaning for so many different people for so many different reasons. But, of course, it, it's a basketball thing. You know, that's the first thing when right. you see that sucker. Right. You're thinking hoops. And it's you. It's my guy, Johnny Johnny Moore. It's TJ Ford. Yeah. It's Kevin Durant. You know, DJ Augustine, the, you know, my girl Ashley Fontenet, they, they, everybody has been a part of the lore, you know, the voice, Craig Way, you can't, you can't take uh, the memories. Well, they, I wonder if they'll sell pieces of it or are they going to, you got to, you can make a mint off of selling pieces right. of, that, of, yeah. of that, you know, for, I mean, for donations, for, 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 yeah. for the sure. athletic department. You know, and or yeah, or just general yeah, studies. Win. You know, <laughs> not it's not like UT is poor. However, I think right, right. to own a piece of uh, of the Irwin Center. I mean, let's talk to Chris. Uh, you know, or or now Chris Del Conte, whomever the the the, the right. ads are. You should sell those pieces. We got a brand new high school, and and I received mm-hmm. a piece of the high school, and they could have made a mint if they would have sold those 
you know, yeah. at, at when they made it rubble and, you know, those, I don't know, six, you know, five, six-inch uh, pieces of the of the school. Yeah, you, you know, one of the things you said, you brought up about the, the acts that have been there. I saw Adele there, but think about high school. That's where it really started for a lot of us in Texas yes. because that's where the UIL tournament was played yes. for many, many, many years. Yes. I played in there my first year playing basketball. I was on a team that played for Coach Gary Blair, who's retiring from Texas A&M. He yes. brought our varsity team. We were 40-0 and 0 that year. Then I came back my senior year, lost to one of my eventual Texas Longhorn fans, Victoria, by one point. <laughs> but it all started in the Irwin Center. Yes. I got a lot of heartbreak and a lot of good things that have happened there. But it all started for us in high school. And you wanted to get to Austin to play in the drum. Right. And so all of that is leaving as well. You know, it's a part of our history and the legacy of, of sports and events in, in the city, in the state of Texas, too. Yes, talking with Fran Harris, national champion with the Lady Longhorns UT women's basketball team, undefeated. You were 40 and 0 in high school, 36 and 0. And yeah. Yeah, you, you're special. You're special. You're special for a good reason. Everybody tells me I'm special for the short bus, and I'm like, hey, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. You know, hey, I, I know what you're talking about. But uh, you, uh, <laughs> a, a champion, it's it's hard. Tell people, Fran, how hard it is to win a championship. People don't realize all the things between hurt yeah. people, bad calls, hate refs. Yeah. <laughs> they know it, too. Yeah. I make no bones. And and the things that have to go right, the half-court shots, the, the, you know, it's crazy, <laughs> especially in basketball, to, to get to the top of the mountain. Yeah, I mean, even if I just look at our, just very quickly, our tra- trajectory to, like, national prominence when I got to Texas, uh, first year we had to go to Louisiana Tech, who was a powerhouse Ooh, yeah. uh, my freshman year. My sophomore year they sent us back to Ruston, Louisiana. I don't know what kind of penance we were playing, paying to have to go to It was an A&M. It was an It was an A&M person. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, we, does the NCAA hate us this much that they're sending yes. us through Ruston? And you know what I mean? And then the third year, we were hosting the Final Four in 1985. We had to go to Western Kentucky where we lost on a last second shot and didn't get to come back to the Irwin Center to host the Final Four embarrassing disappointment, you know, all of that. And then the next year, after we lost that, that regional game in Western Kentucky, we came back in the off season. talk about, you know, how hard it is to win stuff. And we said, listen, enough of whatever the BS has been, you know, in the past. We don't Love care about it. you. We don't care about this. We have one singular goal, and we're going – we're playing in Lexington, Kentucky. I don't know if you're going to make it there right. because we might kick you off the team. <laughs> right. But we're going. We're going right. to Lexington, Kentucky this year. And it really was that kind of year. It was all business for us. Yes. And so- fortunately, you know, people stayed – healthy. Annette Smith had gotten hurt the year before, you know, all-time leading scorer in Texas history still, women's basketball history. So she had gotten hurt. We got to take her on that ride and win the championship for her. It was amazing. So, so Fran, you, you get to that, to- you get to the top of the mountain. The last seconds click off the, uh, go off the clock. That last shot goes in. How did you feel when you became a national champion? Well, you know what? Let me let me go back a few a few minutes in that game. Let me just say that I had the first eight of ten points in that. There you go, game. <laughs> That's our girl, yo, bowling, <laughs> bowling, <laughs> shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah, exactly. This Cheryl Miller's in me. Y'all gotta set this up. The best player in the country was playing the best the best player in the country. 
when yes. it comes to, even if you are the best player, you right. can't beat the best team. That's, That's correct. Right. That, that is right. There you go. Fran, love you right. for that. It's better to be a champion than an MVP. You, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes. Absolutely. So when those clocks started to tip, I was having a great game. I, you know, all turned to Carissa's MVP of the thing, Cammy, you know, player of the game. I mean, like, we just cleaned up all the awards in that tournament because we were mad, y'all. Think about it. We, had just, we hadn't gotten there before. Ain't nothing like some angry black women. <laughs> Conrad's like the fairy godmother. I know to y'all, she is completely different. I know she's probably the wicked witch of the West, but you have to take your team to those levels or you'll never reach those heights. And she yeah. knows what she's doing. Uh, one of my favorite coaches of all time, just seeing her on the sideline, her, Pat Summit, Kim Mulkey. You have so many good women coaches um yeah in all sports the best you know and, mm -hmm. and uh Some but yeah best. when when the women get upset i tell you what this guy moved um uh, mountains so <laughs> but listen thank you for for sharing national yeah. women's month just sharing in general and um again y'all go check out electra sports drink you can get it you know one of my favorite places heb and i got my oh yeah orange ready to go uh and uh it's gonna be fun okay. we'll We'll uh, have you back because we want to talk to you not only because of the month but because of the tournament. And we want to hear some more about your uh, spectacular undefeated national championship run as well as we kind of salute a goodbye to the Irwin Center. Well, make sure you watch the Texas Longhorns playing the Baylor Baptist Bears today at 1 o'clock. Okay, y'all watch that. <laughs> hey, on the Baptist. Right, let's go, they, they hit the Baptist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Fran, thank you. Much love, young lady. We'll see you soon. Thanks for the time today, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Took him. Bye. All right. Take care. We're going to come back. Chico's in the wings, baby. AAU Focus on You Sports right after this. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dotty Burger Bar. We're laying down the law, it is time now to talk to our main man, the good governor of the South Texas District of the AAU, but better yet, co-host of Laying Down the Law, Rod Chico Tanner with the AAU, Focus on You Sports. Chico! Good Sunday morning and uh, a lot going on. Uh, we're, we're just deep into it. 
Um, I'm going to jump right into it. Got a little track to talk about. Got okay. some football to talk about. Okay. And I have some basketball to talk about. So yes. we'll close it out with basketball, considering, you know, we're getting into the whole March Madness theme. So we'll finish the finish this AAU segment up with basketball. But let's talk track and field first. Uh, everything is set. We are set with the qualifying information May 17th and 18th. We are in Colleen, Texas for the Northern Area Qualifier for the South Texas District of the AAU. We'll be at Leo Buckley Stadium the 17th and 18th. Um, expect to see you and Chris out there um, helping out. And then we are then moving over to Seguin, Texas, May okay. 24th and 25th for the Southern Area Qualifier for the South Texas District. Then we will come right back to Seguin, Matador Stadium, June 28th through July 2nd. For the regional championships, that is the final leg to qualify for this year's Junior Olympics that will take place July 29th through August 6th at North Carolina A-N-T University. So excited about that. I'll be out there. Had uh, Coach Oliver, who is the uh, Coach O, as everybody knows him, the national director, um, on my uh, podcast Friday um, doing the Tanner Report with Semi-Pro Live. Um, we're airing that every Twice, well, bi-monthly, so twice a month we're airing the Tanner Report on Semi-Pro Live. So uh, excited about that. Um, you can definitely check that out on Facebook and YouTube on Semi-Pro Live. Then let's jump into a little bit of football. So the AAU national group and committees have come together, and there's been requests, and we did it. So we released our first national ranking, and our national ranking is based on the completion of the full season. And this is for 2021-2022 because we have our National West Coast Championships that come that take place in January. So the final rankings are out, and um, it's all based on your participation locally, your participation more in a regional perspective and nationally. And that's how the rankings are, are put out. You can go to aaufootball.org and check that out. Happy to say we have some Texas teams, and the rankings are done on the East and West. So there's a East national rankings and a West. Okay. Texas falls okay. primarily in the West group. However, it also is based on what national championships you participate in and the area that you participate in. So one of our organizations was actually ranked in both areas because they went to Florida, but they're also playing in Texas. So they got ranked in both areas. Is it Waco or Colleen? It is both. Well, for the the ranking, the team, the organization, I should say, that got ranked in the East and the West yes. was in Colleen. It was the Colleen Co-Chiefs. Yeah, that's what yes. I was fixing now, to say. And, but the Waco Southern Panthers yes. ended up with top rankings in the 12U and the Waco Modocs for the West. The Waco Modocs, who finished third in our league, went out to – Vegas and won the national championships. So they ended up for their flag program ended up with the power ranking at the end of it all with the number one ranking from a power perspective. Now I know that there are people who will say, well, we beat them in the regular season. And and I'm like, I get it, but they, they went to the nationals and won it. Right. So it's, it's kind of like looking at the college perspective. We lost a a game as a college team, but but we won the national championship. Correct. So 
that's 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 the perspective and the direction that we're taking with these rankings. So of course, there's some people that will not be happy about the fact that we beat them in the regular season. Right. We beat them in the semifinals and in, right. in, in in the state, but but they they won the national championship. So right. it's kind of it's kind of one of those dynamics. So that that's it. It will always be the thing with any rankings when we look at collegiate or or things of that nature. It's very similar. You'll always have the the pundits that will not like it, but this is the program we set up. There's an independent group doing it. Right. There's analytics involved. Here we go. So, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a new fun thing to talk about, and I'm excited about it because, you know what, it, it's it's kind of exciting to talk about it. Okay. But at the end of the day, if you don't win it all, okay, you don't win it all. It is what it is. And the last thing we'll talk about as we move into the basketball you know, coming up on this March Madness, May 6th through the 8th, we're in San Antonio, Texas, for the South Texas District Championships and National Qualifier for AAU Basketball. That will take place at Cornerstone Christian School. Uh, if you've never been to the facility, another one you and Chris have to get down for. You'll love it. It's an amazing facility. We have three gymnasiums with seating that we'll be utilizing. Um, amazing grades, third through ninth. So AAU Basketball Nationals, grade-based. So we'll have grades third through ninth grade competing, and it's going to be an amazing tournament. This is a boys' basketball tournament, and I'm excited. Um, I'm one of the co-hosts or co-coordinators, co-tournament directors. i got a lot of co's on there, but (laughs) here we are. So. All right. Hey, that was a mouthful, but a lot going on, and 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 we still got diving to talk about at some point, and volleyball to talk about. But you know, the segment's only fifteen minutes. <laughs> I want to get back to that diving. I really enjoyed myself uh, with the diving, Chico. Um, believe it or I, not, I know, and I've got I've got something one. for you, Steve. I got something for you. I'm ready for you to, to get on the platform right here. It's only five minutes from my house, so come on down. <laughs> I'll go to see that. Cannon, cannonball, cannonball. <laughs> hey, 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 we, we're gonna sell a lot of tickets. Oh my gosh! I better, I better make sure that I'm my insurance is up, <laughs> figured out. Yeah, you better start Stretch, practicing. Better start stretching too. Hey, Chico, I appreciate it. Those uh, athletes are incredible. And uh, all of them participating are. Listen, stay with us. As we mentioned, Instaco Global Logistics, thank you for joining Laying Down the Law. We'll be back, hour number two, right after this. KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Laying down the law. Laying down the law. With Steve Foster, Rod Chico Tanner, and Ryan Willett. Fun. That's what we want you to have here on Laying Down the Law each and every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. And we go into hour number two with a gentleman who you probably, if you were paying attention, which most people do, uh, because they listen, they hear. Uh, this guy was hitting buttons. He was like 
the magic man behind the glass, the one and only. He was our producer. That's right. Dan Siliana. Oh, Dan. Yes, there he is. Talking some wrestling, <laughs> baby. Talking I wasn't some... ready yet. I, I, I thought I had another five minutes. Usually you let the music play for five, <laughs> ten, fifteen minutes. I thought I had time to get some breakfast and come back. But I'm ready for you now, Steve, to talk we about professional jokes. wrestling if Way you are ready. Way to go, Dan. Yeah, you got <laughs> jokes, Dan. You got jokes. And I learned. You taught me some things. You were a producer. You, you said, hey. I know you may be the talent or the host, whatever you want to call yourself, but this is how we're going to roll. We're not going to let the music play like we're in the disco or late night <laughs> or whatever you did. And then, you know, we don't need to see you and don't sing. We'd rather watch you dance. But anyway, can you can you start the show, please? So I'm, I'm starting the show, Dan. <laughs> I'm glad that you've learned from me. But, you know, someone you need to learn from this Wednesday, A.W., Oh, my God. Are you going to be there, Steve? Freeman Coliseum. This is the first time you g AEW is going to be in San Antonio. <laughs> the main event, AEW Women's World Champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, a real-life dentist, takes on local girl, rising star, Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's World Championship. And I'm calling it right here, right here on Laying Down the Law this Wednesday. Thunder Rosa will bring that championship home to San Antonio. That's not a prediction, Steve. That's a spoiler. Oh, okay. So what time does it start Wednesday? What, what, what time do I need to be in there? Well, you got to be there early. you gotta get a, got to get a good seat. The show starts at 6 o'clock. They're going to be pre-taping a show called AEW Dark, okay. which is a kind of a showcase of a lot of local talent, people trying to come up in the business. But the main show don't, starts don't – don't get me what? in the daggum ring, okay? I'm not Rob Gronkowski, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Shaq Diesel. Steve, I don't want to see you in a Speedo, Steve. I don't know what your finishing move would be. I don't, I don't even want to think about it. You, you know, your finishing move would be the to pass the check. Take the check. the check. I've seen you do that move at dinner. I don't know about in the ring. <laughs> uh oh, you are well known, Bob. Well, yeah, you yeah, are yeah, well yeah. known. Wow. Your biggest nemesis will be Who the credit score. <laughs> <laughs> the credit score? <laughs> I don't know. Is that too much? Is that too much inside me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's, that's hey, my credit good, stuff. baby. I'm sorry. My credit I'm is sorry. good, Dan. You know, <laughs> I'll show you on credit card offline, baby. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good to go. But, but yeah, I gotta get. I gotta see if I if I I need somebody to ride with me because they gotta memorialize that. But uh, listen, uh, I, I know people give wrestling a hard time, but it is entertainment. Yeah. It is entertainment. And you know what? We do want to support San Antonio. And if we can get another champion in San Antonio in a, in a sport, it is a sport, okay? It is a sport. Well, Steve, you say it is entertainment, but absolutely it is an athletic competition. No yeah. matter what, no matter if the, the endings are predetermined, <laughs> you cannot be in a main event match like Thunder yes. Rosa is going to be in. You cannot be there unless you have performed athletically, unless you have shown that you can compete. So, yes, there is a story being told, but it is absolutely, positively athletic achievement and athletic competition. There's no doubt about it. So, so Dan, let me ask you this. What got you so interested in this sport? Because, you know, you do follow it closely, and yeah. you, you are, you know, uh, talking uh, with us about attending this Wednesday event. What, what got you uh, so pumped up and, and um, you know, uh, where you are in the support 
for the sport and, and the event on Wednesday? Well, I'll tell you, see, it was just about 30 years ago, uh, watching TV on Saturday morning, uh, right after Soul Train. You'll like yes. that. Right after Soul yes, Train uh, in Oakland, California, on the Oakland TV station, right after Soul Train was Superstars of Wrestling. WWF at the time, and I loved it, seeing Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage. I grew up in that era of wrestling, late 80s, and I've been watching it ever since. Ultimate Warrior. And the Ultimate Warrior, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Rest his soul, Ultimate Warrior. You know know who our former co-host loved too, right? Jeff Blake, he loved... Woo! <laughs> That's right, the nature boy, baby. No doubt. Hey, I could go with you. My guy, I love Sting. I love Goldberg. I, I love Booker T. I mean, I, I've yeah. been watching it. I've been watching it. You know, people made it. I loved it. Monday Night Nitro, we threw the nachos. We do, I, I came to San Antonio to try to throw the nachos. I'm with you. Yeah. So I got to get there, what, 430? They got to yeah. get there at four thirty and get it. A- <laughs> you mentioned Sting, and we'll we'll very likely see him this Wednesday at this AEW event at Freeman Coliseum. Can Fantastic I get a, can I get a photo yeah. with him? Can I get a photo? I don't with know. Sting? You got to ask him. Okay. Sting is sixty two years old, Foss, and actually, right. you know, and he's still going. Now, a few years ago, uh, but maybe about five to seven years ago, he actually was working in WWE. Sting was, yes. and he got injured, and a lot of people thought that was the end of his career because WWE at the time would not medically clear Sting. But he comes back to AEW, he's still going. If I can if I can be 62 years old and be jumping off of tables and slamming into people like Sting is, I'll be in good shape. I can't even do that now, and I'm 41. I, I, you know what? You, you've enticed me now because I get, <laughs> I, get, I get the Instagram post with Sting. Oh, I, I'm feeling good about the week. You know, right before St. Patty's Day, oh, yeah, Dan, hey, Dan. Good yeah, call. we're green. Got a good call. Absolutely. I got my Hop Dotty Green T-shirt. I- I'll represent. We-, we can do this, Dan. Dan, we can do this. All right, so you're going to be there. All right, so it's this Wednesday, and I'm, I'm telling you, Thunder Rosa is going to bring back that title. I am I will be there. I'll, I'll cry, and I'll admit, I'm a Thunder Rosa, Mark. <laughs> I'm biased. I've had a chance to interview her several times on the radio, including okay. at your station there. I've had okay. a chance to meet her husband and, and, her, and okay. her son, and, like, I am all in. I am biased. And a family woman. News. I love it. I love this. I love the story. <laughs> it is line. International Women's Month, as you it mentioned is. earlier. It and is. it's great to see these two women, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, man eventing this show on Wednesday. Yes. And if you look back just a few years ago, women in wrestling were kind of a sideshow as a joke, as a popcorn match. They would have women on there to kind of just break up, you know, kind of an intermission, literally doing bra and panties matches and pillow fight matches. You know, kind of like the lingerie, lingerie football matches. league or something, right? Exactly. <laughs> and it was it was not taken seriously until right. just a few years ago. But now women have come so far in professional wrestling that to see women main eventing a show is like it's not a big deal anymore because we're so used to it. So that's a that is a positive state of affairs in wrestling these days. Excellent. So for all the listeners out there, say they want to show up and they don't know Dan because of various reasons, where do they need to go to purchase their entrance into the event on Wednesday? Uh, I, I think there's a website called Ticketmaster. You ever heard of this Ticketmaster website? Ticket, Maybe yeah, it's Compound, Compound Ticket. Noun. Yes. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just 
look at just look up AEW on Wednesday. AEW, okay. uh, and it's gonna be. And if you can't be there on Freeman at Freeman Coliseum this Wednesday, okay. you can always watch it on TNT Network, sitting at, you know from the oh, comfort man. of your couch. But you got, but I gotta be there because I, I got. This is such a. I know so many people are going I, to this. It's gonna be I, such a I, gathering of I just want to see San Antonio wrestling fans in the main event. What's that? I just want to see you sting in the main event. That I mean, that would be my. <laughs> I don't know. That'll be a very short main event. <laughs> no, I'm, no, 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 not you fighting, Sting. I mean, in general, that would be part oh. of the, yeah, no, I'm not trying to put you in there. No, sir, Dan, I can't get you hurt, son. That's that's beyond my my realm of comprehension. I, I, don't, I don't do that to to people I care about. I, I don't want you beat up. No, sir. Thank I, you. I, I appreciate that, Steve. Now, Steve, being a good radio producer for you, I'll keep you on time, knowing that we got just a couple minutes left here. Yes. So, yes. but another thing that's coming up soon up in Dallas, you may have heard of, uh, WrestleMania is going to be up in Dallas this year. That's going to be ah. in just a couple of weeks, April 2nd and 3rd. Uh, okay. I don't know if I'll be able to be there in person unless I can get, you know, unless I could Steve Foster my way into a free hotel room up there. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you know I mean? hey, listen, we do stay at the Sheridan Arlington, baby. So, you know, you just have to talk to me offline, and you've done very well because you've put me on the spot here on air, and so now I need to follow up. But, you, you, Dan, you know, Steve Foster could possibly come through for you. I know, I know. I mean, I'll, I'll go. Uh, you can beg. You can beg for a hotel room up there. There's no beg. That's gonna be a no great is strategery. What's that? It's not begging. It's strategery. They do know us. They know us. There. And eventually, Steve, you'll have to pay for a hotel. Eventually, that's what, what regular that's people the, do. Well, no, there's points. There's all kinds of ways to points. points. <laughs> how do you how do you get points on on comp hotels? <laughs> well, it's either or. It's either or, Dan. You know, and okay. my dad used to tell me he was like crime and crime does not pay. <laughs> <laughs> so well, hey, man. are you, you going to watch WrestleMania this year, Steve? It's a two I might go. I think you'll enjoy might it. go. Why not go? It's in Dallas. You might go. Why not? Let me ride along there then. See, you may be <laughs> in my free hotel room in the other, you know, quarters. I mean, there, there, there's, you know, as the Germans say, you know, I was born over in Deutschland. We have vase. So it, 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 we can work it out, brother. <laughs> well, whenever I hear someone in a German accent saying we have ways, I get a little nervous. But that's, that's neither it's here nor me, though. Ever. Dan, it's me. Uh, you okay. should get nervous, Dan. Uh, you should get uh, nervous. Uh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Steve. Hey, yes. So this Wednesday, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be there. It's going to be a fun show. AEW yes, Dynamite. It's going to be a St. Patrick's Day theme. Right. And I'm saying, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. Put it on the radio. I'm putting the universe under Rosa. We'll leave Freeman yes. Coliseum this Wednesday as the brand new AEW Women's Champion. I'm calling it. All right. Well, listen here. Stevie O. Foster and Chris McFernandez will be. <laughs> <laughs> possibly in, in attendance with you, uh, at least Stevie O. Foster. So, hey, Dan, thanks uh, for the time. Great to hear uh, your voice. Thank you for all that you've done for the show. And I pray that the show uh, Wednesday goes well and that Thunder Rosa brings home the championship for San Antonio and her. And Steve, Steve, follow me. Find me online. We talk about wrestling on the internet, everywhere at SA Wrestling Show or San Antonio Wrestling Showcase. Just put that in your Google machine. You can find me. We can talk about pro wrestling as long as you want. Sounds great, Dan. Great to hear from you, brother. Thanks for calling. And uh, he is Dan, the man, Siliana. And get out there, Freeman Coliseum. We'll be there. Right, why not? I mean, you know, if they ask you to show up, show up. That's that's. 
polite. That's mannerly. Uh, more to come. We're going to talk some football. No bill. In fact, Chris Fernandez was on a grand jury. He's going to give us some insight. We're going to bring a guy that you heard yesterday, James Pledger, as well. Stay with us. A whole bunch to come right here on Laying Down the Law. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dotty Burger Bar. Back. We're laying down the law. And Chris, tell us about one of our most recent sponsors, my yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah, folks. Hey, listen, is your freight stuck in ports? Are your logistics and transportation costs rising out of control? Call Instago to see how their customized port solutions have helped customers get production back on track. Instago. Global Logistics builds customized supply chain solutions and dri to drive your business forward. Instago offers a full service of all your logistics needs, including full truck, LTL, air and ocean transportation. Call us at 877-INSTICO for a free quote today. That's 855-467-8426 or visit www.instagl.com. Go Instago. All right, my friend. Thank you. Uh, we're going to bring in a guy that you uh, hear on Saturdays, uh, on the Saturday morning hangover, our man, James Pledger. Uh, we have Sean Wa Deshaun Watson, and uh, he's no-built, meaning that a grand jury decided, after listening to all nine witnesses, to not to uh, indict Deshaun Watson. And um, this is, you know... I don't want to say much ado about nothing, uh, but the process is one that I, I want to just tell you. When you get into the legal world, it's not an hour show that you watch on TV. It can take a very long time. It's good, I guess, to know that, uh, that there will not be any charges in the criminal side. That, mm -hmm. means, that means the civil suits are still pending, meaning that – Yes, no jail time or convictions. However, there could be some damages monetarily that could be uh, still uh, put forth when it comes to the actions and activities alleged against Deshaun Watson. Yeah, absolutely. What this does is it opens things up for Deshaun Watson because there's now no fear of any criminal action against him. All you have to worry about is civil, which civil boils down to money yes for the most part so because you have to show damages and there's some other things depending on what uh has been uh turned in uh, in those civil cases but effectively what it does in sports terms is you've eliminated the rush now it's can his receivers get open <laughs> so that he can throw the ball to them because now he has eliminated uh the the, the opposition's um opportunity to sack him so to speak in the criminal world yeah and i think that this is going to really expedite things for the texans and deshaun watson who have been going through this for almost a full year now if you remember this dropped on the eve of free agency last yes. year yes. so it made it really hard for them to really get anything with any kind of clarity of what was going to come because it felt like every day for a month straight there was a new 
charge or complaint against him in a civil suit that was being filed, even though those were mostly civil. We only had a few that decided to go criminal route on him and try and get something there. But what this does is it allows Deshaun Watson and the Texans to finally part ways as teams are already starting to line up. There were 10 that were monitoring the situation going into Friday, right? and it feels like there's even more starting to come to the table. A couple of those being the Panthers, the Vikings, the Browns, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New Orleans Saints, although I don't know how they're going to do it, being $74 million over the cap, and the Carolina Panthers. Right. So he has a no-trade clause. The, Phil- the Philadelphia Eagles have said to have done their homework as well. They tried to acquire him last season, but Deshaun used his no-trade clause but because that is now a team that has been to the playoffs, yes, they have the most draft capital. Would that change now that these uh, complaints are gone against him? Does Mara, who owns the New York Giants, who came out against him, change his mind? Do the Pittsburgh Steelers, with their uh, front office saying we don't have any plans to trade for him, change their mind now? And one other team to add to that, probably the Seattle Seahawks, who now have an abundance of draft capital after trading away Russell Wilson. Although, remember, on top of everything, Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause that he can veto anywhere he wants to go. And if I'm Deshaun, Seattle looks a lot like the situation I'm trying to get myself out of. Right. No, I would not say Seattle would be uh, the place to go. Uh before we, we get to that, you know, our own Chris Fernandez, you sat on a grand jury. Uh, you said three months. Three months. <sighs> I enjoyed it, though. What? I, I what? think that the process was, <laughs> you know, the, my experience was amazing. And we, we, we had, you know, we covered uh, or, or, or went over several pretty important cases in the city of El Paso. Um it was a, a very diverse group of people that I, I was on 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 the, the jury with, and I absolutely did. I loved it, and I actually had a, an opportunity to serve on a federal grand jury as well. What did you enjoy about it? The facts, the, the facts, the stories, the you know interviews, and 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 you know really going through all the information and finding out, hey, are these people lying? Is it what what, what version of the truth is the truth? You know, uh, it, it was interesting. Is it really was. Now, uh, Chris, I got a question for you. Being on a federal grand jury for three months, and I know they they listen to a lot of cases over that time when you sit on one of those. How, what does it mean that this one came back no bill as quickly as it did? We're talking four to six hours they had come to a decision on this case. So they probably looked at all the facts. They looked at all the people that were interviewed, and things just did not match. I mean... You, you, if if the stories are are relatively the same, if 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 the actions that took place, you know, follow suit, because typically when somebody does something that is illegal, it usually follows a trend, and and they do things the same way. The stories probably didn't match. The 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 uh, um, evidence just wasn't there to support the charges. So the grand jury will de- will, will determine. Okay, look, this isn't worth going to court because it just doesn't it doesn't fit. Nothing fits right. There you go. You know, we did a, we did a, a case one time where where we had family members of, of an accused uh, of a person that was actually shot and killed. Um, 
they, they each story came in with a di- each person came in with a different version of the story, and it just didn't match. So things like that happen a lot. So you're probably saying out of the nine uh, persons that came forward in, in in this situation, it just wasn't lining up. It just I mean, did, it, it just... didn't line up. So so in, instead of indicting, they know Bill, which doesn't necessarily mean he's innocent. Mm-hmm. It's just the the, the 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 preponderance of of of. Uh, well, it's more than preponderance when it's criminal. You have no, to have but it, it's preponderance but, but on a grand jury, grand though, jury, to have yes. to bring it right. to. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I wanted to get ahead of it and work back. You gentlemen are both correct. Maybe you should uh, take LSATs. <laughs> 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 we could really be laying down the law. We got this guy. Then we got this guy. The law firm of, of Fernandez, Pleasure, and Foster. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds really good. Hey, you know, hey. So, be like Thomas J. Henry. <laughs> so looking at this, Foss, as a lawyer, uh, yes. now with your background, the 10 criminal complaints are all gone now for sexual misconduct and inappropriate behavior and those allegations. What possible outcome does that have on the civil in which they didn't move his deposition? So he just pleaded no, uh, the fifth for, you know, three right. straight hours during that deposition. So what does this mean now as he moves forward with the civil side of things? So the fifth is so a person does not incriminate themselves. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me that the attorneys were hoping for what you have now. You don't necessarily, as a strategy, want to put the defendant to testify. You know, I love the, the, the show Bull. It, it covers a lot in an hour. <laughs> um, but what, it, what, what you do then is you allow evidence and other people basically to stand up and speak on your behalf and if in fact you have uh, received a positive result why say anything that I can be cross-examined on as a topic or a subject when I've got the momentum it also then when you go across the hall to the civil world where yes there's no jail time or anything like that you go well if he wasn't criminally on the hook most likely even though the civil side, very different circumstances because you're not looking beyond a reasonable doubt. Now you still are on that preponderance of 50 plus 1 percent or, or 50 plus 1. Um, you can still say, yeah, but he did, you know, step out of line. And so we're mm-hmm. going to find some sort of damages, which then become some monetary number. And that's where you can get caught up or they can say, you know what? Um, do you really want to go through all of this? He's not going to speak. He was no build in all these cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, good luck because now he still has all of his money and he can absolutely successfully defend based on what was determined in the criminal world. It gives him a leg up. Again, he's kind of walled off all the blockers to come <laughs> sack him <laughs> as he goes back to pass. He can now pick and choose and he can pick you apart as now you were hoping on the come that you could get lucky and maybe, you know, sack him. You you, you know, his defense now has, has created not an impenetrable barrier, mm-hmm. but a very favorable one for Deshaun to say, look, take it or leave it. Uh, we may do this and we seal you up. You can't talk about this, but here you go. You're only getting five grand. You know, that may be worth 
you know, anything under ten grand, sometimes you just it's not worth it. If you can get away with writing ten thousand dollar checks, maybe you just do it and you, and you move on. You get a new contract, you get your money back. You you're, you're as good as as you know Teflon. Mm-hmm. Nothing's stuck, and, and you move on. And he says, "See, I told you, uh, I maintain my innocence, and, and I move on." Remember, Michael Vick came back after two mm-hmm. years of actually being incarcerated, and 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 made it back. And good for him. Great guy. Uh, you know. Some people get mad. Listen, I love dogs. Uh, I'm not encouraging anything that took place with his scenario by any stretch of the imagination. But what I'm saying is if you serve out or you get no build and no one's going to go against you, which all walks of life and citizenry and occupations face these things regardless of color, uh, amount of money Mm -hmm. or what have you, when you're free to go, you can now resume your life and move forward. Last question. I know we're up against it. So quickly, I just wanted to ask, now that all of that's done, there is one more legal aspect you kind of have to take into account. Excuse me. And that is the NFL themselves. And they've been very hard in the past, whether it's Ezekiel Elliott, Ray Rice, you, you know, you name it. But as of late, Calvin Ridley. <laughs> Roger Goodell has actually not been as strong-handed when it comes to something other than, you know, betting against the league with Calvin right. Ridley right now. Right. And that was full-on evidence that you did this. I have to do something, right. and I have to make an example of you. Right. Right now, there's no, there's no evidence to support a suspension per se because it's still he said, she said, and the NFL right. said they've done their own investigation. He sat out a year yes. already. Yes. Because the Texans just weren't going to let him on the field and he wasn't going to play for him. Right. Do they take that into account? Maybe, if anything, find him for the look against the league? Or are you still worried if you're a team trying to acquire him that he may be suspended for six to eight games? I think he's going to be able to play this upcoming season. Uh, I think he'll have to meet with the commissioner, of course. And I think it's very positive in his favor uh, because he has sat a whole season, and then became no build. I think the momentum is trending up for Deshaun Watson in his favor. So you you think we're going to have something before the draft or even sooner than that now? That's a good question. I, I mean, Because it feels like things are getting really hot really quick after Friday's decision. I think uh, maybe the owners, because, again, remember the commissioner represents the owners. If the owners mm-hmm. want to have this employee – in the mix, uh, then I think you could see uh, the commissioner move in a way that allows for that. I think that's fair. Fair enough. Hey, way to lay down the law, Pledge. You and Chris, <laughs> grand juries, no billing, and great questions. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, we'll make sure we get you the link, too, for our, our match, March Madness tournament as well. James Pleasure, uh, Saturday mornings, the Saturday morning hangover Listen to them. They're a lot of fun, informative, and also uh, great guys. So, Pledge, thanks for uh, riding along in this segment. Uh, great to hear your voice. Appreciate uh, you, Foss. I appreciate you. And uh, we'll catch up soon because we're going to step aside and have another great lady uh, as not just National Women's Month, but uh, someone who's a star in the sport of football and beyond. So, We're going to pay those bills, and we're going to come back right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM, 1250, 103.3 FM.
Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dotty Burger Bar. Back. Laying Down the Law. On a Selection Sunday, Daylight Savings Time edition of Laying Down the Law. We go to the phone lines. It's not just because it's National Women's Month. This is one of my favorite guests all around, and uh, she just had her birthday last Sunday. So uh, it's a great time to follow up in her fight in Texas Aggies, among other things, in the SEC championship game uh, with March Madness. So, you know, we got to have at least one Aggie besides Rob Thompson uh, talking. So we go to the phone lines and talk to the one and only Shereen Williams, our Hall of Fame woman and professional sports writer and all-around insider. Shereen, welcome back. Happy birthday again. Uh, it's great to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome. Amari Cooper, let's just jump into it. Um, yeah. I don't know if this helps Baker Mayfield or not, uh, but it helps in cap room and space, and I think on a team sport you had to look at keeping a group possibly as opposed to one player? Well, when they negotiated the contract, it literally was a two-year deal. I mean, this was the intent for him to play with the Cowboys for two years, and then they would reevaluate the contract. I mean, they designed it this way so they could get out of the contract after two years. So, you know, in the NFL, it's different than other sports. You can't look at a $100 million deal and say, oh, he's making $100 million because that usually never comes to fruition. For very few players, that happens. I think Drew Brees a few years ago was the first one uh, to reach that, actually reach that $100 million mark where he had received all that of his contract that they had negotiated. So uh, I guess that's the point of, you know, it always, when he signed this thing two years ago, looked like he was going to leave after two years, and, and that's what ended up happening. And maybe if the previous coaching staff had stayed there and used them better, you know, with Jason Garrett more calling the shots and then Mike McCarthy kind of overseeing uh, Kellen Moore, then, then I think maybe he would have stayed around another year and they would maybe have tried to renegotiate that deal and et cetera, et cetera. But it didn't happen. They needed a cap space, and they got a bag of balls for him, for, for lack of a better term. They didn't get very much. But it's better than getting nothing and cutting him and, and letting him walk away. Yes. So, yes. you know, they did get something for him and got rid of that contract, which was the whole purpose was to get rid of the contract. Right, right. And, you know, I, I think Wilson, uh, Michael Gallup, um, Dalton Schultz, you know, I think – these guys can be like the receiving court in the sense of Tom Brady's style. They may not be the greatest names in receiving history. However, they work well as a group. They can catch the ball. They can move it down the field. They give balance to hopefully a rejuvenated rushing attack with, with Zeke and Pollard. Well, I see three problems with their receiving core. Number one, Cedric Wilson's a free agent. Does not look like they're going to be able to re-sign him. He's probably going elsewhere for more money. So to me, that's a huge hit because now you're looking at Noah Brown unless you draft a receiver. Noah Brown is, 
is your next guy up. And, and I don't know necessarily that that's what you, you want to right. see. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're going to they're gonna have to probably find another receiver. And the second problem is Gallup's ACL injury was so late, he may not be there to start the season. So you do worry about that. Who are you putting out there with, with C.D. Lamb? Which goes back to exactly why they franchise tag Dalton Schultz. Right. If you're not going to have all these guys, then you've got to have somebody that Dak knows and trusts, and, and he's at least got those two weapons now yes. in Dalton Schultz and C.D. Lamb. And, and the third thing is, how good is C.D. Lamb going to be as your number one receiver, which he never was, not by definition, but you know, yes, he had more stats last year, but the Cowboys still referred to Amari Cooper as their number one receiver. And I don't know how much teams game plan for Amari Cooper. How much did that take off of T.D. Lamb? We know at least a little bit. So is he going to be able to operate fully as being the lead guy with really no one over there who, who scares you to, to take some of that defensive coverage away? So that's the three things I worry about with the receiving core. They're going to have to address it. And I agree with you. If they get Cedric Wilson back, I think they're okay. Right. If they don't get Cedric Wilson back, then they're not okay. And they're going to have to draft a receiver or find a cheap receiver. Look, people think they're all oh, free agency. You know, Clarence Hill has argued with people on – Twitter saying the Cowboys are not better than they were last year. And I agree. They're not better. They're worse. And they may be much worse than they were last year. And and people will say, well, it's March. Hold on. We've still got free agency. People, the Cowboys have no money. And their philosophy, if you follow along, is not to sign big name, big money free agents. It hasn't been. It hasn't been for six, seven, eight years. That's not what they do. So they're going to fill in holes with, with cheap free agents that they can find on the market. Don't think that Bobby Wagner and uh, Honey Badger and, and all these people are coming in to save the day. They're not. They're not coming in to save oh. the day. They're not signing Allen Robinson. So, you know, my point is, I would, if I were them, I would do my favorite, and I know they are because they want him back, very best to sign Cedric Wilson. Yes. And if I can't, you're going to have to find another receiver somewhere to help out. But this, this, these weapons, all of a sudden, we're talking about the Cowboys having some of the best weapons in the NFL. You start looking around, and you're like, dang, a few years ago, their offensive line was best in the NFL. It's not anymore. And now, maybe even after a year, they don't have some of the best weapons in the NFL. That's scary. Uh, we're talking with Shereen Williams, and she's she's so on point, it, 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 it hurts. It, it hurts me because <laughs> the truth hurts, baby. It really does. I think – Shereen, you got to get Bobby Wagner. I mean, at least if you can get that defense right, you know, you can. It, it, it may be the Baltimore Ravens with, you know, um, their situation in the early 2000s when Ray Lewis said, "Just get us 10 points," you know. But you got to spend some money to do that. I think if you had Bobby Wagner and. Oh, Micah Parsons. I'm just. I, I love seeing the picture. Drew Pearson had a, an Instagram photo. You gotta have that. Get Cedric Wilson. He's cheaper than Amari Cooper. Come on, it, it, Jerry. You're getting older every minute. You want another yeah. opportunity? Get you a defense in that second level. Those tacklers. Bobby Wagner is probably you know. Whoa, I can go to Cowboys and then get you another receiver. Keep well. Keep Cedric Wilson uh, and, and move that way. Uh, but we got to ask you because you you are the uh, one of the queens of the NFL world. What about Deshaun Watson now that he has been no build? 
Well, there's a lot of choices out there, and he's going to have a say, obviously, with that no-trade clause. And I know the Carolina Panthers are the betting favorites for that, but I keep asking myself, why would Deshaun Watson want to go to the Carolina Panthers? When you look at them on paper, they don't have an awful lot of weapons. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's been hurt the last two years if they even keep him, if he's not part of the trade, which I wouldn't think the Texans would want him with that contract. So – when you look at them, you're like, how am I going to win with with this team, with this group? And by the way, the coach may be gone after this year. Other than having played at Clemson, so he's familiar with that area, you know, the kind of going home type thing. I don't know why he would want to go to Carolina. So no. he's going to have a say. So if I'm him, I'm looking at, you know, Tampa or, you know, Philadelphia yes. doesn't sound like they're hot and heavy in it anymore, but I certainly would would take the Eagles and, and some weapons they have over, over any of that. Obviously, Cleveland, now that they have Amari, and, uh, I, you know, I think they have some defense and some other things that they can win with. But he's going to have a say. He's going to help decide where he wants to go. And if he says no, it's not going to happen. Now, has he lost some leverage over, you know, these 22 civil cases and everything else, not having played for a year? Absolutely, he has. But – there's enough teams involved that, you know, he's going to have some sort of say. If there's six, seven, eight teams, which we expect there to be, then he can he can dictate sort of where he wants to go. And Houston's got to get a return. So there's so many moving parts to this thing. I just don't know how quickly it can happen. It could happen as quickly as Wednesday, but I just don't know if they could put that together with, with him deciding where he wants to go and the Texans getting enough compensation. It's complicated. It is. Yeah. What about Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's out. Uh, Jerry Dulac, who covers the team, tweeted probably a week ago that the Steelers, in all cap, are not interested. That tells me that that came from somebody directly involved, either the owner or the GM. Um, so I, they're they're not going to be in. If Jerry Dulac says that are not interested in all caps, then, then it's not going to happen. So I would rule out Pittsburgh. Uh, getting involved, and they want to send him, by the way, to an NFC team, and most of the teams you're hearing are NFC aside from the Browns. Okay, I've heard things from coaches, and, you know, they've told me things, and it's been 180 degrees. I think it's going to be fascinating because of the no-build situation. Now Deshaun has some leverage. It was interesting to see Russell Wilson walk out of Seattle, interestingly. So I I think Deshaun definitely gets out of Houston, but like you said, it's complicated and who knows how that story ends. But it seems to be brighter days for Deshaun. Before we let you go, though, we got to ask you, are you are you excited about March Madness and the Fighting Texas Aggies in the SEC championship game today against Tennessee? I am. They've played so great for three games. You worry about four days in a row. That's, that's tough, tough, tough to, to play four games in a row. But, boy, they, I, who would have expected them to win the last two games? I mean, I expect them to beat Florida, but I didn't think they beat Auburn. Didn't think they beat uh, Arkansas, and and they did it. They, they're playing great. One of the hottest teams in the country. It's been really, really fun to watch. They have to get in, right? I mean, they should be in I now, regardless. Of, yes. Yeah, I okay. would think they've done enough to get in now. I I, I would think. Okay. Well, I'm. I'm. You know, hope. we're going to be watching. Yeah. Exactly. You know. <laughs> absolutely. Well, listen. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, we thank you for the time, always, but just the contributions that you've given to the world of sports. Uh, again, we really uh, want to highlight this in this month, in particular, National Women's Month. 
nonetheless, uh, we love having you throughout the year. Uh, your insight and all the things that you've done uh, have been, you know, such a big resource and an enjoyment for us and the listeners uh, each and every time that you've been a part of our show. We thank you for that, and, and we definitely applaud uh, the accomplishments that you have achieved from the Pro Football uh, Hall of Fame and beyond. So thank you for the time. Well, thank, yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you, Shereen Williams. All right, we're going to step aside and finish strong. So we'll see what happens in the SEC Championship and with Deshaun Watson. Stay with us. More to come right here on Laying Down the Law. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dotty Burger Bar. Going to give it to you. Going to give it to you, X. Going to give it to you. Yes, sir. We are laying down the law. DMX, rest in peace. He's from Baltimore. My dad, rest in peace as well. And before we go, we have the tournament selection show, both men and women. We have Texas A&M and SEC Championship. We've got the University of Texas women in the Big 12 Championship. People punching tickets. And we have the Princeton Tigers in the Ooh. Ivy Championship. Would you say who? <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. You just wanted to just hate mode I, for just a second? Just because I could. Hate mode for a second? Just a small second. What kind of haterade? What, what, what would you, what, what's your flavor? Is, is it coffee? Is it fruit punch? Is it lemon lime? What, what haterade flavor? <laughs> it's it's coffee this morning. Okay, great. Thank you, Chris. You know why? No enemies? Because my friends are like this. So, uh, Wednesday, get out there. Freeman Coliseum, check out Dan. You know what? You may have a Steve Foster sighting as well. Why not, man? I want to go get a photo with Sting, hang out a little bit. Could do that. Um, Deshaun Watson is going to be interesting. But as Shereen Williams said, our last guest, who is just extraordinarily um, positioned in the world of pro football, uh, she's unbelievable follower. Uh, I don't know where Deshaun is going to end up. Um, it's going to be interesting. So, uh Oh, big shout-out. Happy birthday to our guy, Mike Golden. Uh, he's helped us with our Make-A-Wish golf tournament. Um, and others, happy birthday to y'all as well. A congratulations uh, as last night uh, our Cowboys and NFL insider, Judd Garrett, sends his oldest daughter down uh, the aisle uh, in marriage in uh, holy matrimony yesterday. Thank you for the invitation, good people. The Garretts. So um, it was great to see Jason. We'll talk more about that. He had an interesting perspective. Uh, he's going to sit out for a season, so he won't be in the coaching ranks, as I understand, straight from my guy. Listen, we appreciate you. We'll get the tournament link out for you, too. March Madness coming up quick. Let's do this. So for Chris, Chico, and myself, and Edwin behind the glass, have a great weekend. 